It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E-C-O.uk. We're going to get chunked out of our beans. Let's do it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Amy Gledhill. And me, Ian Smith. I come from the northern town of Ghoul. And you might be able to tell from my accent, I come from Hull. And to our shame, we have been living in London now for ages. Too long, and we want to catch up with all the news that's been going on up north. This is Northern Northern News. Northern news time, everybody. TikTok. <laughs> the alarm's going. Beep, 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 It's beep. Northern news, as, as Amy said. Yeah, it's Northern, Northern news Northern time. News. That's what it is. Yeah, it's Northern news. Thank you for listening. Let's crack right, on. Right, Amy, what's been happening in your week, please? Um, Can we start the podcast? I, <laughs> I viewed a flat. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I Was it a big know. flat? No way. But I viewed a flat mm-hmm. and the estate agent was... I would say too honest. She said, uh, not going to lie, garden's got knotweed. And knotweed's like really difficult, like takes yeah, years to get yeah. rid of. And I was like, oh, right. And she was just like, yeah, follow the bloody stuff. And I was like, right, yeah. She's like, I think the owners have got a treatment plan in place, but it will take years. I was thinking, okay. And then I thought, well, do you know what? I respect her telling me that. Mm. And then the thing she said next was... Because um, she's tried to sell this she... knotweed infested <laughs> shit all for ages. She's sick of it. <laughs> She went, oh, another bloody thing. Guy downstairs, absolute weirder. I was like, what? She was like, guy downstairs, weirder. Mm. Right. Okay, well, for you to tell me this information, he's not just going to be a slightly odd guy. He's going to be like a naked machete wielding. Yeah. Because an estate agent wouldn't yeah. offer that information. If they were a bit weird or they, or they play loud music sometimes, yeah. they'd be like, oh, yeah, a young couple, I think, downstairs. Yeah. And then Very like, creative. Yeah. There's a creative atmosphere downstairs. But if they're saying weird... If she's saying a real... Like, looking me in the eyes, being like, a real weirder. And I was like... 
Yeah. Right. And then she was like, do you want to put an offer in? And I was like, no. <laughs> she... No, it's not for me, that. She took me to the garden. You have to go out the front door and you have to go down an alley that was so riddled with like thorns, like big branches of yeah, thorns. Yeah. And I was going, oh, we can leave it. And she was like, no, come on. And she like elbows out and was going through these thorns and she had these little gold uh, shoes on and bare legs. And she was ripped to pieces by the time what we got to the doing? garden. I don't know. I think she was having a real bad day. Maybe she was going out with the guy that lived on the ground floor flat. Oh. And maybe they just brought, maybe she wasn't an estate agent. Maybe she's like yeah. his ex-girlfriend. She's like, he's a weirdo. Yeah. Come on, let's go see this fucking knotweed. Ah, ah, ah. And I'm like, it's all right, we can leave it. She's like, I'm going to get through this. I'm a strong woman. She's lost her mind. It was a real bizarre energy to bring to a yeah to bring to a, sh- a well, viewing. Well, she's lost all her enthusiasm for yeah. her job. She doesn't mind that she's getting cut up by a load of fawns. <laughs> she's got nothing behind the eyes. She's end of a tether. It was a real strange atmosphere. And then <laughs> you know, like a stage, it's usually like getting a car and drive off. Mm. She went all right, bye, and then she just walked down the street, right? And I was thinking. I don't think the estate agency is near this. Mm. And I watched her because we was going to go in the same direction. And I was like, I'm not walking with you. And I just watched her walk for ages down the street. And I was thinking, I don't think she's an estate agent. Yeah. I generally don't think she was. I reckon it's the ghost who have ever <laughs> used to live there. It was real weird. It was spooky. Mm. Ian, what have you been up to? Well, I this isn't necessarily what I've been up to, but I just want to tag a little update on a story of, oh. of ours. If oh. you can think, cast your minds way back to when former ghoul councillor Keith Moore burnt down an erotic massage parlour. You might remember, I do remember Keith. This. Yeah. Well, this is. Um, I don't think we ever really um, found out what his repercussions or sentencing were. So. Um, Keith Moore, he avoided jail time after right. um, admitting, this bit's less funny, that stalking an escort he'd become obsessed with and trying to burn down a brothel. Meh, put all that to one side. But I think he initially would have tried to deny this. Mm. But the evidence against him was tough for him because there was CCTV footage of him dousing the door in a liquid and igniting it. But my favourite bit, about Keith Moore is that the footage also showed his own trainers catching on fire before he fled the scene. Oh, my God. So he's tried to burn down a massage parlour. He set his own feet on fire <laughs> and then he's run away with, like, these feet just lighting up as they... Like those light-up trainers. Yeah. But burn... Just his feet are burning. So, yeah, he's tried to run away with hot legs. Hot feet, um, Keith. I'm Keith Hotfeet. Keith Hotfeet. Keith Hotfeet Moore. That would have been his um, prison nickname. And I'm back for more. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's avoided prison. I just he's thought it'd avoid- be a nice update. How has he avoided prison? Well, it says here, the committed family man. You know. No. No, whoa, whoa, no I know. Whoa. Okay, I mean, what are you going to say here? What are you going to say? What's wrong with that? I think you know what I'm going to say here. What, that he's not committed? Because he's, and he's um, not a family man. What, because he's stalking an escort? Yeah. And you can't be committed to your family while doing that, I'd can say, you? Sir. Very narrow-minded. <laughs> Sometimes you're busy, you can do two things at once. He should be at home with his family, looking after his kids, not pouring petrol on his own shoes outside a brothel. I can know you you have a weird set of morals. <laughs> Can't even have a hobby. Um, 
But he pleaded guilty um, to these arson offences. You've, you've got to when you've when you've part of the evidence is your own burnt shoes, um, blistered feet, yeah, red raw shins, and and a burnt down brothel, and yeah. a burnt down brothel, it's not looking good. And you're on CCTV yeah, doing it. Yeah. It is. It would be quite hard to say. Yeah, I did not. Of sexual relations. Yeah. But he's admitted it. He's admitted it. Good for him. And Judge Sophie McConey was taking into account his age, health and personal mitigation. I don't know what I mean, it's really when deciding against jailing him. Well, I think he was making some phone calls and sending letters as well. Um, to his family, because he's a committed family man or... Yes, it must have been. <laughs> it must have been. Um, I think we've got to a funny bit in the article now. This is his defence... Counsel. Great. So defending, Richard Thompson said, there's no easy way of dressing this up. He can't explain it. <laughs> the victim was fond of him as a friend and they got on well, but he thought it was more than it was and this was wholly out of character. He is a diligent man and through his work and volunteering, he has helped people with their problems. He's taken up causes. His family support him and um, he's let them all down. Yeah, fair enough. Moore offered apologies for his solicitors. He described his actions only as stupid. I suppose so, actually, yeah. Well, no, not stupid. It's been Much worse thick, than stupid. Thick, would you say? No, oh. stupid is forgetting where you've parked your car. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Stupid is doing something daft. <laughs> oh, no, I've, I thought I was using toothpaste, but it was moisturiser. That's daft. No, that's, that's silly. That's stupid. Harassing a woman... And then burning and committing arson. Hmm. Well, you think more or stupid, too much or too less? <laughs> I'd say that's mega daft. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd say it's real bad. It's naughty. It's more than naughty. It's evil. Yeah. As it- if you were a judge. <laughs> You've been mega daft. <laughs> but you will avoid prison. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, well, yeah, I think he's a bit of a wrong so one. the judge took into account his age. How old is he? 100? He's like 74. No, he's quite old. Well, I don't know. You can still... It's easy to set fire to something as a 74-year-old. young enough to set fire to his own shoes and run yeah. away. And it said trainers. He's wearing trainers. 74-year-old's wearing trainers for. <laughs> he's the coolest 74-year-old yeah. in the town. Get some brogues on. <laughs> like a proper old person. Why you got Air Maxes on? Six pounds for a pint. Let's right. get on with the podcast. All right, okay. It's been a long intro. Two hours in and um, we're ready to start. But what have you found out from the north? Headline. See if you can finish it. The Cumberland pig that ate its own sausages. Oh, grim. No, what? no, that's horrible. Okay. But the sausages do factor into this at some point. Uh, I'll give you another go. The Cumberland pig that. Oh, that helps a lot. Um... <laughs> That ran a race against time. Oh, you know what? Oh, really? You're, you're not that far away, really. Ran away from a farm? No, it's more to do with time. What? It's more existential. Um, Cumberland pig that doesn't know what decade it is. <laughs> so specific. Yeah, he knows the day. He knows yeah. what time of day it is. Oh, Does he know Tuesday. the decade? No way. Sometimes he thinks it's the 80s, yeah. idiot. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what this is. This pig thinks we're in the 80s. What an idiot pig. <laughs> Doesn't know what decade it is. <laughs> this pig 
transition into wham. You can still do that. It might be nostalgic. <laughs> no, I, it's no. The Cumberland pig that came back from the dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah? And had it been made into sausages? Ooh, imagine your sausages coming back to yeah. life on a plate. That's too much, isn't it? I like oh. it, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Is, like, no, no, is, not really. Is it too much for your sausages <laughs> to, like, start growing? <laughs> Just like, is that a pig noise? <laughs> These sausages have re-pigged. <laughs> is that noise in kitchen? I think the sausages are re-pigging. Oh, bloody hell. I'm sick of this. <laughs> I'm sick of this. I bought... <laughs> I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. Sausages bloody re-pigging left, right and centre. No. So what? How has it come back from the dead? Well, it's more of a species than a singular pig. So the Cumberland pig was gone. Really? Wiped off the planet, if you can believe such a thing. Yeah, yeah. But Terry Bowes, you heard of him, Terry Bowes? Yes. (laughs) Terry Bowes, the the pig clairvoyant. (laughs) Terry, what are you getting? You're getting a pig here that thinks it's 1993. <laughs> it's a real idiot pig, this pig. And it's saying to me, what decade am I in? What decade am I in? Uh, <laughs> Terry Bowes from Weatherig's Animal Rescue and Conservation Centre. That, mm. that Terry Bowes. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Penrith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, sorry, yeah, two yeah. Terry Bowes. Sorry, two Terry Bowes. Um... Terry Bowes has been selectively breeding pigs for five years mm. and claims to have finally recreated the genuine article. Nice. So he, a species of pig, the Cumberland pig, became extinct. And through breeding, he's like Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, mm. like picking up all these different genetics from pigs around the world. And he's created Wendy, which is a 99.6% DNA match and looks just like a Cumberland pig. With her, and I think we all know this, with her white skin, floppy ears, coarse hair and weaving walk. Yeah. If I see that, I'm like, mm. Cumberland pig, all day Yeah, because I bet he'll be like, oh, I don't know if we've done it. Let's see it. the walk. Yeah. <laughs> like, weaving in and out. What a weird bit of natural selection to keep. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. What And, and, then, and now what? They've come back. But basically, the Cumberland sausage comes specifically from the Cumberland pig. So Cumberland sausages haven't been real since 1960. What? Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. Why didn't you get to that fact early on in the story? <laughs> Are you listening to this? I've been I bought Cumberland yeah. sausages recently. No, but you haven't. I'm gonna go back into co-op and like, change the label on these fucking sham. <laughs> these sham fingers that you have been buying here. Meaty sham fingers. Yeah. <laughs> these meaty sham fingers. Lying to me. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Disgusting. So there's the different types of pigs. Glosterol spots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Polynesian pigs and wild boars mm. have all been involved in the Cumberland pig breeding programme. Wendy, so that's the pig, was born in November and will be mated with an old Welsh boar, which I hope is like the animal, not just like a boring Welshman. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, you can't be a boring Welshman no. and fucking a pig. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, I'm not saying it's good, but it's interesting. <laughs> You're not boring. <laughs> I was an old Welsh bar. Yeah. And then I met Wendy. And now I've got some <laughs> stories. <laughs> I'm the most interesting guy in the pub. 
How much? What have you found that's been going on in the North? Well, I've found quite weird is the first words. Quite weird. Sea temperatures rise in northeast of England and it's worrying the residents. So apparently um, in Tynemouth, Northumberland, the water's like, just lovely. And everyone's like, I don't know what's going on here. I think we do know what's going on there, though, don't we? I think it's a bit of the old globy warmy. I personally don't believe <laughs> in that. Globy warm warm. <laughs> well, you you say that, but I, I think it is, but it's but it's disproportionately... Um, oh, really? It's like a fucking hot tub <gasps> is it on like the one coast of, the, of Northumberland. Um, the spa things, the outdoor springs, Hot springs. Well, um, yeah, spa's more like what you'd get in a hotel. Yeah. And it's usually got like jacuzzi and... Yeah. Is it like that? I've started reading this article a bit more and it says that it's gone up disproportionately, but there's often got an in- interview with a surfer and they've just said, it's felt as cold as normal, if I'm honest. <laughs> the headline is, disproportionate sea temperatures are worrying the residents and the surfer's gone, it felt normal to me. The sea here does gradually get warmer from April. Yeah, all right, but that's that's how time works. Just about the summer. Are when they, when they was like, it written? What the summer? hell is going on? It is Monday, the nineteenth of June, two thousand and twenty-three, when this article's written. So they're just they're experiencing summer for the first ever time. Is this reporter mm. like an alien that's been trying to blend in with yeah. humans, and then it's gone? It's got hotter. Mm. Excuse me, surfer. Don't you think it's got hotter? And he's like, Nah. Yeah. Um, hell of a story. Some more bring. quotes coming in. <laughs> Um, we surf all year. It's always the same. In winter, you surf with boots, gloves, and a hood on, and you boots? come in. Yeah, yeah. People surfing in boots. Well, you put like um like a sort of shoe on, like a sort of flat, tight shoe, so that you don't um you That's keep not your a boot, keep is it? your I don't know. like no, big builder boots, Timberlands on a yeah. surfboard, steel toe cap, steel toe cap boots, <laughs> just just walking along the bottom of the surface, <laughs> and then turning back and. Until they can breathe Even again. walking on the sand to get to the sea, yeah. sinking down, sludge, yeah. sludge, sludge. Everyone who's been interviewed here is an idiot. I think this article's bullshit here. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this year a couple of the younger lads probably had the gloves off quite early, but it still felt bloody freezing. Hasn't felt massively different. That's another quote now. Wow. But I'm so sorry, Amy, but the headline was, <laughs> the, sea is, the sea is warming up in one particular area of the country. Yeah. And so far, everyone's gone, um, right, here's another quote. Some days I've gone in and thought, the sea's warming up. I've never gone in and thought, it's warm. Right. Fuck me. <laughs> um, I think it was two pence and I dived straight in and it was just so cold. My breath just completely left me. It was so, so cold. So is it cold or is it hot? I don't know, but What is this hell. article? It says there's an extreme heat wave hitting our oceans. But um, right. What's so extreme that someone's unlaced one of their Timberland boots? Yeah. Well, yeah, so just to summarise, <laughs> the headline is water's getting warm. That's probably because of global warming. Everyone they've interviewed has gone, feels cold to me. Yeah, but, you know, we spent a lot of time on the pig. It's quite good to get a quick one, isn't no, it? No, it is good. It's good to get a quick one. No, no real comments on the article by other I'd people. I'd say that's the worst story we've ever had. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> There's still two more stories to go in this episode, so don't you worry. My next one from Ghoul is going to have loads of stuff. <laughs> we're not just highlighting stories in the North. I guess we're highlighting journalism about the North, and that mm. was a pitch-perfect example yeah. 
of the bullshit that we have to sift through mm. to bring you the gold of pigs yeah, being yeah, brought yeah. back to life. <laughs> Do you think yeah. that's the first story I read? No way. It was the third. <laughs> yeah. I should have read that article more fully. I, I really respect up. that. You you definitely read the title and I would say about 60% of it. But it's fascinating watching you be shocked mm. by your own article, what you've brought but and be like, so this is, many. what's going on here? The headline will be like something really funny, like... Yeah. Um, Man sets hopscotch world record <laughs> at midnight. And you're like, all right, that's got to be funny. Yeah. And then it'll be like, um, the man who had just brutally <laughs> murdered. And you're like, come on. <laughs> but there's bodies all around the hopscotch thing. <laughs> and he's just doing his, yeah. dancing around, doing his hopscotch. Yeah. yeah. Cold, dead, murderer eyes. The police turn up and go, what are you doing here? Hopscotch. <laughs> Hopscotch killing. <laughs> they call me the hopscotch killer. Because <laughs> I kill and then I play hopscotch. <laughs> and you're like, fucking hell, this is haunting, actually. Yeah. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. off to feel benefit and now it's time for our guest rachel furburn who was born in harper hay in manchester which um is apparently recorded as being set up in 1320 and it means hedged enclosure by a man called harper that sounds made up but that's true that's true um, rachel thanks for joining us pleasure but you know i was actually born in, in crumsall in crumsall hospital oh. oh oh shit which the only fact about this i know is that, that myra hindley was born in that hospital as well <gasps> so oh, yeah esteemed company <laughs> there you go yeah peas in a pod exciting oh yeah do, indeed do you think she trumps you on the uh on the list of like Celebrities born here. <laughs> well, do you know, Jason Orange was born in that <gasps> hospital as well. Was he? Wow. And Manny from the Stone Roses. Crikey. So, you know, take your pick, mate. <laughs> mm. I would say you've all contributed to the cultural landscape <laughs> of the UK. Of the North. In, different in our ways. own little way. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, Rachel, where do you live at the moment? I live in Walthamstow in London at the moment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're another one like us. So, basically, this podcast is us 
pining for the north, I suppose, whilst living yeah. in London. Mm. And we always say that we've become more northern since moving here. How do you how do you relate to the north since moving to London? Well, it's weird, right? Because I've I've lived all my life in Manchester until about four years ago when I actually moved to London. Until I started doing stand up comedy, I wasn't aware of my northernness. And until mm. I moved to London, I wasn't aware of my northernness. And sort of, it's always other people that comment on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. things that I say, little things that I do. So it's funny when you mention something, you know, you might mention, oh, we got the chip in. Oh, do, do they have pee wet here? And people are like, what are you on about? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And yeah. I, I sort of, and my boyfriend's from um, Lincolnshire. And I think he finds it quite, he's obsessed with the North. <laughs> I feel like he's... Let's get him on the pod. As, <laughs> like <yeah>. a fetish. <laughs> Well, he's always asking, like, I know as soon as something comes on the TV about, you know, there'll be something about Manchester and he'll go, where's Levinshoom in Manchester? And I'm like, why do you want to know, mate? And then he looks at maps and stuff like that and he's like, is that Manchester or Greater Manchester? He's obsessed. Oh, yeah, and I love you know it. what? He started, do, he started doing a little Manchester accent sometimes and I'm like, no, you don't wind it in, mate. You're yeah. not having that. I thought my accent was... Maybe after a while of like going to uni in London, I thought I had like a soft northern accent compared yeah. to like some people who stayed in Goal and I'll go and see an old friend and they're like proper northern. But then you realize someone from the south will do an impression of every now and then someone does an impression of you to your face and you're yeah. like, oh, great. That's, and it'll be like, all right, my name's Ian A. Oh. And you're like, I don't sound like that, do I? Like, yeah, I get that. So a lot of people do impressions of me to my face, and I'm like, I don't sound like that. My boyfriend does it a lot, and it's like, sorry, am I Sean Ryder? Am I Liam Gallagher? <laughs> you know, it's like anytime anyone does an impression of me, they go, fucking, you what? You are, you are. I mean, maybe I am like that, and I just don't want to admit it. <laughs> Beautiful. So how often do you get back up to the north? Oh, a lot. I mean, sort of when I first moved to London, I sort of went through a phase of, of panicking and, and thinking I don't know if I've made the right decision so I just go back every weekend <laughs> so it's just like or, or like you know midweek I was like I've got no gigs I'll just pop home <laughs> but I go I go back quite a lot but I have to say I do think Manchester's changed so much that um yeah I just I feel quite I don't know I feel a bit of a stranger when I go back sometimes now because it's totally the city centre is so different yeah from from what it used to be yeah yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. All the bars are, are, have changed. Like when I, because I don't go back yeah. to Manchester, I go back quite a lot to do gigs. But like you say, you don't often like spend, well, I don't spend like loads of time like just swanning around the city centre like I used to live in there. And then you yes. go, oh, I know a good place we can go. And then you'll go and take someone to a bar that you loved and it's it's gone. It's gone, exactly. Yeah, it's changing so much. But do you know, I this is genuinely true. I was in a bar about, about a year ago in Manchester, I went into it, it was on Oldham Street, and I was like, oh, this is all right. And I asked for a, a, a white wine for me, mate. And it was, it was a bit hipster, this place, and it served at me in a sports direct mug. And I just went, oh and I said, I just said, oh, I'm ever so sorry. I said, my friend's not drinking a glass of wine out of a sports direct mug. They got, I got kicked out. <gasps> <laughs> You're joking. Did you joking. They kicked me out. Did you phrase it that politely? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think I might have said. I'm ever so my sorry. Mate's but... Not drinking out of a fucking sports direct mug. <laughs> yeah, Are you yeah. taking the fucking piss? I might have said. 
but I mean, I think it's a fair. I mean, I'm paying for the wine, and I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not a rude mm. person. No, I just think I was quite taken aback. But yeah, but they, uh, but, but then the bouncer said, "Oh, this happens quite a lot." I was like, <gasps> yeah. what is going on? Stop doing it. Also, I think it's sort of like sort of a weird sort of cultural appropriation to be doing yes. that. I don't yeah. like that. Thank I just you. feel a bit Thank like you. You go, look how ironically working class we are. Yeah, here. I hate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate there's that. so much of that about. I hate it too. Like it really. That's the one thing that gets my back up, you know? I mean, I guess us three, we're all working class people and we can, we can sniff it out. We can yeah. see it a mile off. It really <laughs> annoys me. You know, the song Common People by Pulp, is it never yeah. ceases to be relevant, does it? You know? Mm, yeah. This is it, isn't it? Have you got any stories that you think really sum up the North or Northern people? No, well, it's weird because I, uh, I was thinking about a story that could be from our parade, but... I was like thinking all the stories I remember just really horrible ones, you know. Sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I, I always remember there's a pub called the Red Lion or the White Lion, and there's a Red Lion, a White Lion, and a Golden Lion, which sounds like a joke in itself. But this, this was <laughs> the pubs, and in one of the pubs, a bloke was shot when he was singing karaoke, <gasps> and he was shot that the bullet went through his cheek, ricocheted off his teeth, and came out. Right? Oh he lived. God. He didn't die. Oh my god! So like. These are the stories I always remember. Yeah, they're not, they're not the they're not, latest in time. Yeah. <laughs> they're not, not, uh, you know, what have I started with? Born in the same hospital as Myra Hindley. Yes. Here's two mm. horrible stories for you. Um, say what, the nice story, the, the clough at the back of my old house is haunted. Ooh. Boggart Hole clough, there you go. Love ghosts. But again, there's horrible stories associated with the clough. But the nice story is, and it pops up every Halloween in like the Manchester Evening News, you oh, know, yeah. it'll be. It's the Boggart of Boggart Hole clough. And uh, it, it chased, it, there was an old farmhouse there and it terrorised the family. And then the family moved away and then they realised that the Boggart had gone with them. Oh, oh for fuck's sake. You've put the Boggart in your bags, you <laughs> silly idiots. <laughs> Who packed you the Boggart? Who packed the with you? <laughs> Oh, but that's sweet for the boggarts. Maybe the boggarts just probably trying to talk to people and don't yeah. realise that it's horrible. And it's like, oh, they're leaving. Yeah. I'll go with yeah. them. Don't forget me, guys. That's it. Boggarts just be boggarting, mate. Just having a little boggart. Yeah. Let him be. The, light, <laughs> the light-hearted story is there's a ghost who hounded a family out of the town and then followed it. There you go. A ghost stalks a family. Oh, well, it's been so lovely to talk to you, Rachel. Oh, I've had a lovely time chatting to you. What was the beautiful image of the showgirl? Was that your talk? You're going on tour. Mm. I'm going on tour in September. Going everywhere. Loads of northern dates. Yes, please. Come along. Amazing. Ah, brilliant. I will certainly come and see it. Thanks, mate. Absolute pleasure to chat to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much. Rachel Fairman. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> oh, Yorkshire puddings. What's been going on in Hull? We're back with some proper journalism now from the Hull okay. Daily Mail. Yeah. Anyone? D-E. Yeah. <laughs> and it involves two of my favourite things, dogs and celebrities. Is it dogs and celebrities as in celebrity dogs or celebrities <laughs> with a dog? In this case, it is a celebrity with a non-celebrity dog mm. who has now become a celebrity dog oh. by being associated with the celebrity. Mm. I love it when a celebrity has a dog and the public just start like loving their dog. They just you know, get on board. Follow the dog on social media. And, and this is a really nice story. So this is Jackass Daredevil Steve-er. 
Oh, yes. You know Steve-O? I know Steve-O. He's my favourite jackass. Mm. So jackass daredevil Steve-O takes whole dog on tour to find her a permanent home. Oh, so this isn't his dog? It's not his dog. So he's on tour and he's gone to Hull and there is a picture. And I saw this picture on Twitter and I thought it was fake. Somebody had taken this picture uh, and gone, why is Steve on a skateboard in Hull being led by a dog? And it was like, well, that's clearly not, that's not the yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah. is it? It's a guy that looks a bit like Steve, and it's like, no, it's actually Steve. So while he was in Hull, he went to an animal rescue shelter, mm. got this dog, Skylar, who is gorgeous and um, has been on a mission to get her a permanent home. But he's, but so oh. far, he's been sort of taking her around. What's wrong with this dog that I haven't got a home yet? So it looks nice. It looks incredible. It's a beautiful dog, it's but a beautiful dog. is it also like a jackass dog? Just constantly coming in the room and doing mad stuff. Because <laughs> why has it not got a home? Well, a lot of dogs don't have homes, Ian. Yeah, and what have they done wrong? <laughs> they need to maybe ask themselves. Yeah, sort your attitude out, please. Mm. So he's, he's fostered her, he's taken her out. She's going on stage with him. And obviously he's got like millions and millions of followers. So he's been putting her on his Instagram. And do you know what? It sort of says that he's trying to rehome her. But in the pictures, they are so cute together. I think this is it. I think, yeah, maybe I think take he's, he's the permanent. He's the daddy. Does he have a dog back in America, does it say? It doesn't say. I'm not sure. Mm. But I reckon Steve probably has like quite a big pad yeah i don't think he's in like a high-rise flat with like a knotweed garden no, or whatever. not with all the jackass money not with the jackass money mm. you can't put cherries up your dick and still be on minimum wage yeah, yeah. you've earned that house you've earned it he's gonna have a big house mm. with a garden and i reckon skylar would fit in very nicely yeah once someone's pulled you around on a skateboard that bond doesn't go is this dog from experience? Yeah. You've been pulled around. Anyone who's pulled me around the town on a skateboard, <laughs> I'm still in contact with. How many people? Three. Yeah, go on, name them. Jimmy Pebbles. Yeah. <laughs> Montgomery Fitzroy. Yeah. And Maurice. Yeah. Horns. <laughs> Maurice Horns. Yeah. Has pulled you around on a skateboard. I can't yeah. imagine someone called Maurice Horns or Montgomery Fitzroy. Yeah. Mr. Like, Horns. Being like Ian. Do you want me to just drag you around on a skateboard? Yeah. For a bit? I'll tie a string around your waist <laughs> and I'll just pull you around the way my father did to me <laughs> and the way his father did to him. But these guys aren't your father. No, but they're just Who nice guys. What Maurice Horns. <laughs> Okay, the, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a presence online, <laughs> but I wouldn't have made him up. <laughs> Sounds nice. Oh, yeah. Does he nice. want a dog? Steve has got a dog that needs rehoming. I reckon he would. I'll, I'll see if I can, I'll text him. Yeah, give, give him a text. Yeah. Or if you want a dog, if you're listening, by the time this episode goes out, could still be all to play for. The rescue centre is Never Give Up Rescue, which must be uh, in or near Hull. Oh, it says here. That um, Steve, who is a vegan activist, mm -hmm. plans to open his own Hollywood Hills animal sanctuary. Ah. Oh, 
I do like it. That's why I think people might look at people from Jackass and go like, oh, they're idiots, do something. So. But um, often people like that are far more kind-hearted with their money when it's just someone who's like always been wealthy. Like Montgomery Fitzroy, who pulled me around. <laughs> he, he's born into wealth and he doesn't do nice stuff with his money. But um, yeah, someone like Maurice Horns, who what didn't What was the never first had... guy? Someone like Pebbles? Johnny Pebbles. Jimmy Pebbles, was it? Johnny... Jim, Jimmy, sorry, yeah. I Jimmy mean, you Pebbles. know him as well as I yeah. do. Yeah. But Jimmy Pebbles is his stage name. Yeah. What's his real name again? Um, Christopher Horns. <laughs> Christopher Horns. <laughs> the brothers. Imagine if you had a thing where every time you had to make up a name, it was always Horns. Trying to lie to the police. <laughs> What's my name? Harry Horns. Horns? Who, yeah. who robbed me? That's Graham Horns. <laughs> Is that he related? No, dif- different Horns. <laughs> different Horns, different days. Different Horns, different days. Mum, I thought it was good. <laughs> it's just hard to come up with names. Podcasts. So, what's been going on in Ghoul is a Ghoul man has been fined after shopping trolleys full of rubbish have been dumped in the town. And it is another case of, I haven't fully read. Ian. So after the headline, I, trolleys, I'm thinking loads of trolleys. He's like dumping stuff all over. Yeah. The amount of trolleys he's dumped yeah. is the bare minimum you could use a plural. <laughs> He's dumped two trolleys. Two trolleys. Two trolleys of rubbish yeah. between Gray Street and Spencer Street on two occasions. Wow. What's in the trolleys? Three things. <laughs> Mad combination. Bedding. Yeah. Concrete. <laughs> <laughs> and plural, child car seats. What? Bedding, concrete and multiple child car seats. <laughs> and this is on two occasions. He's, so he must have four... How many kids has he got? How big's the back of his car? Four child seats, as well as dumping a television stand and a carpet. Oh, my God. What was his house like? Bloody hell. Concrete. He was fined £200 and had to pay costs of £166 and a victim surcharge of £34. A victim charge Who's to the... the victim? The alley that he put it in. <laughs> Just had, so how are you paying an alley? He's had to throw £34 on the floor. He's probably got another £200 flight. <laughs> you can't leave that there. What the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm going to pay a fine now and a victim surcharge. And he's like, just going over and over again. Like forever. a Franz Kafka novel. Oh, he's man. just in this endless um, wow. prosecution. Wow, way. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, I mean, that's How much it. concrete? Does it specify the, no. it's the concrete that's really piqued my interest? Where's the concrete from? How do you get spare concrete? I don't know. Chris from my double act, we, uh, we, me and his wife were going to bingo once and he was like, I'll give you a lift. And like, he's much better now, but at the time he was a real bad driver. Mm. And we got in the car and all he had to do was reverse it down the drive and within, I'd say, what, four foot-long subway sandwiches, he had hit the back of his car on his little garden wall to the point where he'd knocked the whole bit oh, down. his own wall. His own well. wall. And that, I guess, was like concrete. Well, like mm. paving slabs and stuff. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess he probably put that in a trolley. Yeah, maybe Yeah, maybe he's broken his own wall. Yeah. He just wants to get rid of it. Yeah. He's also... 
messed his bed sheets <laughs> and he's lost his four kids. Oh, no. And he just wants to get rid of these child car seats, concrete and bedding. Maybe they're all grown up. Post they don't teens. need them anymore. Yeah. The television stand, I guess now the TV is just floating. Yeah. And a carpet. It does sound like he's disposed <laughs> of a body or something. It doesn't sound but, um, great, does But it? he's been fined. Yeah. And anyone caught fly tipping could be ordered to pay a £400 fixed penalty notice. So, um, yeah, it's good. I just quick message to the listeners, isn't it? It is frustrating, though, when you want to get rid of stuff. It's hard. I yeah. don't really know how to do it. Do you? Well, like, yeah, if it won't go in a bin, what, what do you do, do when you've got like, an old yeah. fridge? Yeah, I must admit, my instinct would be, I'd love to be able to just fly <laughs> tip it. I'd love, if no one could see, like, well, I could just leave it there. Yeah. Do that. I just pop it there. But there's in a trolley, so pop it in an alley. CCTV nowadays. Yeah. You can't do now without being recorded. No. When I walk down my street, and it's not a nice street, fair enough, there is so much furniture mm. on the street. And I guess that's fly tipping, isn't it? Even if it's outside yeah. your own house, people put stuff outside the garden. I think they think, oh, somebody will pick it up and, yeah. and it'll be recycled and stuff. But that's not what happens. It just stays it's there for ages, case, breaks yeah. down. Somebody will just kick yeah. it by somebody, I mean me. I'll just go in and just kick the furniture down the street. <laughs> no wonder no one's buying it. It's all damaged. What's bloody bookcase doing? Because <laughs> you've messed it up. Well, it shouldn't be there. I don't, really, yeah. I, don't, I don't really kick it, but I think about it. Don't you? <laughs> Kicking furniture? No, I'm not really. I just sort of walk by and go, well, maybe someone will pick that up. Yeah, but it's always crap. Oh, yeah. Some of it I look at and go, who in their right yeah. mind is saying that? Unless they want some, like, firewood. When I moved house in lockdown, I couldn't get a delivery, like a removals company because mm. of COVID. And I was moving from Manchester to London and I only had a tiny little Peugeot 107 or whatever, like a tiny mm. little car. And so I had to pack my car with what I could and then everything else, I had to hire a skip and just put everything I owned in a skip. Oh, sorry to hear that. <laughs> it was sort of brilliant there. When I moved back to London, I had, like, so eight big boxes of like all my stuff. And I'm thinking, how am I gonna like I don't have a car, how am I driving this on back? Just posted it. <gasps> I posted it with like DHL or something. And it didn't cost as much as I thought. It's like five, ten, ten pound a box. Are you it's kidding? A, bit, a bit pricey. But you can, you can these are like 20 kilogram boxes. One of the boxes had my um weights in, two 10 kilogram weights, and then loads of other stuff. And I just post them. The skip was really expensive to hire. Mm. I could definitely just posted it all. Yeah, I think so. Uh... Well, sorry to hear that. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thank, thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening. That was um, a real roller coaster of an episode, I think. Yep. Dog shit stories from me. <laughs> Nothing in them at all. Um, but Amy's we, been carrying that episode on no, her back No, we've had a lovely time We've mm. had, a, I found it so funny But maybe not I don't know if the listeners will find it as funny But I have honestly laughed more during that Than I have ever in my life Well, I hope you guys also feel that way And if anyone is called Horns Yeah, if you know anyone with the surname Horns And it has to have we're the getting them on. on. Yeah. Not like Alex Horn no, it has to be H-O-R-N-S. Horns. Or we'll take an E-S at the I'll end. I'll take an E-S. And we'll get them on the pod. <laughs> as the guest. I would love that. We're if joined with Mr. Horns. Christopher Horns or Maurice Horns. Yeah, I've looked. I don't think there Honestly, is Honestly, a... you can come on this podcast anytime you want. Yeah. <gasps>
Fucking hell! What? There's a Chris, there's a Chris Horn. Just looking him up now. He's got an Etsy shop. What's he selling on Etsy? Fuck me. Can no story of mine end without it being fucking sad? Why? What is he selling? Well, I found Christopher Horns. I go on his Etsy shop. What's he selling? He's selling fucking engraving things so you can put in loving memory of someone. He's selling fucking <laughs> gravestones and laser engraved. This bench is in the memory of this fucking person. Ha! And this, the example, the example. John Brian Horns! The, ex- <laughs> the example one is in loving memory of John Brian Horns. Oh! There's loads of horns. They're out there. Most of them are fucking dead. Oh, my God. That's incredible. What are the chances? Wow. There you go. Well, okay. join us next week where we'll be joined by... Yeah, Christopher Horns. The one, the only, is Christopher Horns. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much to our special guest, Rachel Furburn. And you've got to go and see her on tour. You've just got to. Her tour is called Showgirl. And, for example, you could go to Manchester. Bradford. Bristol. Edinburgh. Go check her out. She's absolutely... Bloody brilliant. See you there. For more juicy, juicy stories, if you need more than one Northern News ep a week, sign up to our Patreon or Apple Subs. And we will love you forever. Forever. No matter what you do. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello everyone, it's Ian Smith here from Northern News, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I'm here to tell you that I'm recording my multi-award-nominated solo show, Crushing, on Tuesday the 4th of June at the Pleasance Theatre in London. But I'd love to see some Northern News listeners there. We're recording this show, it's going to live online forever. So the more supportive a crowd, the better. Hope to see you there!